Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. One of my favorite licks right there from the great Beatles. It's Beatlemania here on Dem Vinyl Boys this week. I don't know that everybody's excited, but I am. Me too. Oh, yeah, you've been wearing that lick out, too. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I like that lick right there. I, I learned this one, and I just do it over and over and over again. But it is that good, and they have a... <laughs> <laughs> it works for them. Yeah. Picks that guitar up. <laughs> oh, is that what we're talking about? Oh, I thought we were talking about something. Yeah, you've heard him do oh, it. You, what do you think he's talking about? probably thinks we're talking about weed. Welcome to the show today. I am your host, Gentry. We have the Vinyl Boys in the house. And Yo. this week we're going back to 1967, a song that was released in the early summer, May 26th, late spring. And this one's called Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Has an interesting cover. I will give the Beatles credit on this album. They were pioneers when it comes to putting lyrics inside their album. No one had done that before the Beatles. So you got to give them at least some credit. We've got the haters here today. Tomcat, you've told me you hate the Beatles. Well, why, why is not it that personally. you hate, hate I don't the personally hate the Beatles. What a my jack. mom, I grew up, my mom loved the Beatles. And like, as you know, my mom kind of like shoved her music down my throat and poo-pooed everything else. And so uh, there you go. Here we are. I didn't really. She that's loves more, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, so that's not really my thing. It's more rebellious type of. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I bet, okay. Now I'm going to learn today. I'm going to learn about, I'm going to open my mind. That's not your mind. Maybe. That's soak your up mind. some Beatles, baby. <laughs> oh, God. And Ramo, you, Shut your mouth. you haven't really said if you like the Beatles or don't like the Beatles. What do you think? I think that they were probably the most epic band from their time. And. I never really got into their music, but I am extremely excited to listen. Uh, I do know somebody, uh, you probably know him as well, Mr. Lou. He's a huge Beatles fan and has all kind of paraphernalia in his office. So Yeah, he's a radio I, I, legend, and yeah. so he respects the Beatles yes. for what they've accomplished yeah. and their songwriting skills. Mm -hmm. They're maybe not the greatest musicians when it comes to playing the instruments, but they were really good at making catchy hooks and writing great songs that connected with people at the time. Now, yeah. drinking a lot of Haterade before the show was Memphis. Yeah. Was sipping on it <laughs> when it came to the Beatles. Uh, you're not a fan of you were hoping you were hoping the Vinyl Boys would have done this episode when you were out of town. I was in the UK. Yeah, I was uh, I was not well close. Gibraltar is a is a British territory, so I mean technically part of my trip I was, but I was hoping I'm like God, let them do the Beatles while I'm gone. I really don't want to do it. And you guys did Elvis, I was, so I dodged that bullet. But I, you did, I, yeah, I got that one. But uh, the pelvis, the, the I, pelvis. I think you guys will become fans of the band at least a little bit. Maybe more respect I, for the Beatles after we finish we this episode. Being brought to you by Prize Picks today. It is the season of sports, and you can win 25 times your money on Prize Picks. We'll tell you more on how you can get our free $100 match bet when it comes to prize picks coming up later in the show. It's now time to drop the needle on this classic album from 1967. Let's do that. Let's do it. Go ahead, Tomcat. It's now time. And there it is. I hear the crackle. Of is the this needle. an original press, Gentry? It sure is. It looks all original. Right. Then they typed up all the lyrics in here, but they're so tiny you can't read them. So What's one thing you notice on the cover of that album? On the front of it, you mean? Uh, yeah, right here okay, on the front. Tell me, well, tell, it's, tell me what you see. Well, I see a big group of people, uh, just about everybody, and then the Beatles are on here. It looks like they're on here twice. Well, one thing you'll notice 
Recently, you grew a stash. Oh, they're stashed up. Have you noticed that all four of the Beatles are all stashed up? Yeah, and then they also have an image of them looks like their younger selves over here with no stash. Yeah, so this album, to give you a little background on why people from this era really love this album, this is like the Rebellion album for the Beatles because they really didn't want to be pop stars, you know? I remember uh, John Mellencamp had a song, Never Wanted to Be a Pop Singer, Never Wanted to Be a Pop Star. You become a pop singer, and I guess at some point you don't want to be known as that you know, teeny bop catering to the kids band, bubblegum pop music. So this band grew out their stashes, and they decided with this album they were going to do something that had never been done before, which is really create an album. You could credit this album for the album, if you will. The presentation, it's showing up at the record store with art, with the lyrics for the songs, with in this thing they had uh, cutouts of the Beatles that you could cut them out with the stashes and then the old Beatles without the stashes. So at the time in 1967, that was pretty cool to get, you know, buy something that you could take home and have a cutout of a, and you could cut out their mustaches (laughs) and, and put them on yourself. And, and wear the stash with them. Do we have those in here? Oh, wow. The inside is awesome. Yeah. Did it come with the stashes or did I not get that on this purchase? Look inside and see if we could maybe attach the Beatles. Somebody probably. I don't see any stashes inside. Yeah, it, I probably got robbed of those. Mr. Lou has a picture in his office and it's that picture right there. Yeah, I've seen it. But somebody one. drew him right in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. This would look good on the wall. Yeah, on, on uh, Wikipedia, it said that this album is a key work of British psychedelia. Sgt. Pepper is considered one of the first rock LPs and a prognitor, so it, it predated, to progressive rock. It incorporates a range of stylistic Agreed. influences, including vaudeville, circus, music hall, avant-garde, and Western, and Indian, class, Indian classical music, which is crazy because I was hearing that like the kind of circus sounding stuff just a second ago. It's wild. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows the lyrics to this song, right? You you get by with a little help from your friends. Everyone's talked, said that at some point in their life. I don't know those lyrics. You don't know the lyrics. You get by with a little help from your friends. You've never heard that. Ever. Get by with a little help from my friends. I've heard it now. I remember this. I I know this song. I get high with a little help from my friends. I like this song. Well, I respect that. You've never heard but this song before. Memphis. Never. I've heard it. And it's just not my favorite kind of music. But I remember the song. For the time. But I know. You, like, you know, like, I, I don't know. It's not for me. It's not a, you know. But I like it. The, you guys are hating on the Beatles. I'm not hating on the Beatles, but I'm just saying. You can. I, I mean, it's, it's fair for this you to hate music, on the Beatles This music is do. what led to all the other music that we love so much. Yeah. So I, is, I don't I, I understand that this, the way that they recorded this stuff, they recorded this stuff straight to tape on like four track tape machines. Yeah. So editing, the editing and the way that they did this stuff is just amazing. They didn't have all the digital stuff we have. And no, they I've seen tapes. the tape, the analog tape machines. Mm-hmm. I've. You have to you have to bake the tape, and you have to yes. dial it in, and, and the machines have to be, uh, what do they call that, when you you know dial sync. them all in? It's like sync. sync. There's a word yeah. for it, but I can't remember it right Synchronize. now. Synchronize. Yeah, and it, t- it takes a process, and it's very complicated. So it's hard to sh- recording. This is amazing. And up until this point, most everybody just did 45s. You put out singles mm-hmm. not a ton of full-length albums especially with the presentation uh that this album had and it came out on apple records when i heard that oh they had the apple records i guess they had an apple as a centerpiece of the logo i started thinking oh, I'm, I'm familiar with my generation with apple computers not so much apple records now this song i like I, this i like you do like this song i love this song well that's good tomcat this episode of Dem Vinyl Boys is being brought to you by Prize Picks, the NFL heating up, getting ready to go into the playoffs. And I've been killing it with Dak Prescott, CD Lamb. How about them Cowboys? They've been making me 25 times my money this football season. Now I can play during basketball season two. All you have to do is select two or more players, pick more or less of their projected stats, place your entry, 
and win if you can, you know, pick the right winners. Prize Picks has another cool feature too. If you want to play with some of your favorite players like rapper Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz, you can now find the community plays. That's under the promos tab. If you get the app, then you can view the entries and go up against some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each and every week. It's a daily fantasy game, and I highly recommend you play. They've also got this reboot policy. That way, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. How about that? Prize picks hooking you up with some insurance. All you have to do if you want them to match you 100 bucks, go to prizepicks.com slash vinyl. Use our code vinyl for the first deposit. They're going to match up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com slash vinyl. Use our code vinyl. Get that match up to 100 bucks. Good luck. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ramo, what did you find out about Apple Records and did they get taken by Steve Jobs where he stole the name Apple or used it because he's a fan of the Beatles? Is that true? That is absolutely not the case. Um, had absolutely nothing to do with the fact uh, that the Beatles had a record label, you know, called Apple or anything like that. Uh, essentially, Steve Jobs, you know, weird smart guy, was on some kind of health kick, you know, diet, and he was at a farm, and apparently they had a lot of apples there, and he came back. He suggested to the other people to do it, you know, Apple computers, you know, simply because it was fun and he was into it and he didn't he thought or he felt it wasn't like an intimidating name and then he also said and this was probably like his most biggest selling point that it would get them in ahead of atari in the phone book now what did you initially think the uh the, uh, got the, the idea for Apple from? Well, I thought initially, and my assumption, because I had no clue, obviously, <clears throat> obviously. was that, <laughs> that since when when Apple computers were really initiated, like, they were brought into schools and things of that nature. Right. So I thought that Steve Jobs maybe had that in mind while he was making them, like, right. it would be, you know, fundamental i thought apple i thought about adam and eve like the apple adam and eve education we'll see that too but then you take the bite out of the apple the teacher like education it's you know in schools it's you know i don't know that that's what i got out. well how did the beatles get their name tomcat how'd they come up with that name beatles let me tell you how the beatles got their name there gentry there were some bugs according to the beatles publicist Derek taylor the name came from the 1953 movie the wild one Starring Marlon Brando. Hey. I'll give you half of your camera fuel. Hey, that's Don Corleone. A lot of these uh, inspirations Brando, come from movies. Brando played Johnny Straber, a member of a motorcycle gang whose rival gang led by actor Lee Marvin was the Beatles. That's the name of the gang. So that's where he got it from. So, then, <laughs> so hold on. Beatles Wait, gang. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. Hold on. <laughs> so this band was named after... Street a, gang. A gang? Yeah, it ain't even A motorcycle hard. gang? Yeah. <laughs> the Beatles. That's it there. Hey, I don't Blair. know, but this, this song right here is probably the most popular, I think, off the album. And that's because there was a lot of notion going around back when it came out. And I believe it's true. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. LSD. That's LSD. They're yes. talking about 
the famous drug LSD. Oh, of course they are. I, I like actually, it's one of the first drug references in a song form. They were that taken was on an album. LSD. Well, and I, I dug up a yeah. little, a cool well, little factoid uh, that a dentist uh, tricked the Beatles into trying LSD uh, for the first time. That's bullshit. They used to do it with Dewey Cox. I see. But they didn't get that. tricked into doing it for the first well, time by a dentist. Well, they got tricked because all the British have bad teeth, so you know, <laughs> dentists have to do Come something. Come here, Blake. Also says they were yeah, famous for using now. acid for years. Yeah, sure. People gave Paul McCartney a lot of heat because he was being interviewed and he talked about the fact that he did LSD. With the Beatles. And they were like, do you, you feel at all you're a role model to these kids and you're sitting here saying that you do LSD? He's like, he, then he went through it back on the media guy. He's like, you're the one reporting on it. I'm telling you the truth. I'm being honest with you. Yeah. And then you're telling the world that. I'm not telling the world that. And he got into a little bit of a tiff with this uh, interviewer. Because the guy was giving him a hard time about admitting sure. that he does. He's like, well, you want me to lie to you? Is that what you Sure. Would you You're rather me be a liar? Yeah. Right, yeah. be a hypocrite. I got it. I mean, I've done LSD, and I don't see anything wrong with doing LSD. Well, how it. did you Show feel hands. when you did LSD? Everybody. I mean, not oh, as a kid, you don't want to do it. But if I you're over 18, LSD. you can do whatever you want. Huh? Uh, I've, oh, done no, it. I yeah, I've done it quite under, a few times. I think I was... No, I was over 18 the first time I did sure. LSD. Sure, right off the acid. Paper blotter acid. Bing, bing. Yeah. Yep. Show hands, me, Tomcat, yep. Gentry. I've never done that. No, done no? no. Oh man. Good times. Yeah. Every time you somebody should be has, more enlightened, bro. I am enlightened. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No. Every time somebody ever mentioned it to me, they were like, "Oh, you could do it with me, man. You can't do it with anybody else." And everything's got to be perfect that night. And uh, I was like, "Whoa, man, this sounds no, like a lot of yeah, stress." Yeah, yeah. Like, you're like, trying to groom you, Gentry. It's not like that. Yeah. It's you what you make of it, man. Your pants off. That's why I'm <laughs> <laughs> your butt in the air. That's why I haven't done shrooms yet. I have some, but I haven't done them yet. I've been nervous. I've been sitting on them. Like you Got never in is. A cool place. You what? I said I. I That's why I haven't done shrooms yet. Cause I like. I feel like it's so much pressure. Like I have some, and I stored them away in a very cool place. And I shrooms. like. I, I, I want to do them, but I'm like. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll take them, and then it's gonna be like something's gonna. Piss me off. You well, you yeah. You I might want to be careful trip. with that. Yeah, I, I don't have a bad I've trip. done shrooms before, and it's supposed to actually do the exact opposite for you. Right. It's supposed to calm you ass down. Like I just want to sit around my fire pit. From a different, yeah, and chill. You know, take some shrooms. Um, yeah, no, no, smoke no. a J. Listen to some dope music. I don't know too many people that that have like said they freaked out on mushrooms. I never really got a lot out of it mm-hmm. but I never freaked out like it was always just chill now you say well, like smoking a lot of bud well no I got some from my uh, a friend of ours and I and I and then I'm like he was like yeah man you be good and I'm like I don't know man you kind of crazy yeah but man. we all love him though is he a white dude yeah yeah you know be what I'm careful. talking about be careful he's a local at, guy be careful be careful looking at the cover of this <laughs> album <laughs> I'm looking at the cover of the album. Uh-huh. It cost them 3,000 pounds to create, which nowadays would be about 50,000 pounds. No, pounds. No, that's, pounds that, the that, British that, money. That's their money. Oh, oh, oh. oh my gosh. And so, uh, <laughs> so the reason why it cost so much money is because they ended up having 58 different people that are depicted on the final artwork, and they had to get everyone's clearance, I guess, to put their faces on there. So if you look at it, Jesus Christ uh, himself is, is on there. How much did they have to pay the Catholic right. Church? I don't know how much they had to give. <laughs> Adolf Hitler uh, was, was uh, I think, on there, but then hidden. Elvis Presley, uh, there's a bunch of people on there, 58 different people on the album. And back then, there wasn't email, and it wasn't easy to get clearance for some of these faces that they used. So these guys were real rebels, huh? Yeah, Beatles. They're, they're a re- Rebel rousers. They are. Holy shit. Say that Jesus Christ on there. Bug gang. Him. At one point, John Lennon took a lot of flack. Paul McCartney took flack for the LSD comments. And then John Lennon took flack because at one point with the reporter, he said he felt like they were influencing people more than Jesus Christ himself. And there oh. were some radio stations that stopped playing their music because he said that. But then he had to kind of redact what he said, and he just said, I'm not saying that it's right or it's wrong, that we're more, we're influencing people more than Jesus Christ himself or God. It's just the reality, is what he said. And there were people that will say that from the 60s, that they, 
they listened to the Beatles more, you know, than they would read their Bibles. That was back. They were trying to pump the Bible down your throat like they mm-hmm. still do a lot of that. Oh, they try. And which I think there are a lot of great stories in the Bible, you know? Stories of the Bible, sure. But we don't want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, I I can, I just, I guess, like, our kids or generations now don't necessarily understand where we come from with our stuff. I'm like, I'm finding a hard time putting these guys in the same category as the gang. Like, I just can't do it. Like. I'm amazed at where the name came from, and I hate going back to that, but it bothers me. It seems like a cult somewhat, you know, this Beatlemania yeah. that took place. These people that passed out when they would see the Beatles. They loved them. That's probably why this chick in this song ran away. She was trying to find the Beatles. The song's about a runaway girl. Uh, it's actually a true story. February 27th, 1967. She dumped her car and vanished. She was 17 years old. Melanie Coe ran away from home. That's what this song's about. Two of the Beatles are still alive. Mm-hmm. They're in their early 80s at this Paul point. And, uh, Paul and Ringo. Ringo. All right. But John uh, famously died, I know, in New York City. He did. He did. What, what happened, uh, Memphis? You have the details on I the do. Story. So he was shot on a crisp December day. His murderer, Mark David Chapman, was described at the time as a local screwball. This is the dude that killed John Lennon. Right. So he waited outside of Lennon's home, waiting for him to come home from a studio session. Shot him five times and Yoko Ono. Tupac style. And you know what his last words were? He's nuts. <laughs> no. What were his last words? <laughs> I'm shot. Well, that was true. So he nah, put, I want some more. He, he put Jesus. They put Jesus on Southern Pepper, so he went to see him. Yeah, he was forty years old. I read, and you've been to the site of that, right, Ramo? That's what you said to us. I did. Yeah, we were. Uh, I went to New York maybe a couple years ago for uh, an industry party. I guess you would call it. And, yeah, no, it was pretty fun, and we had a good time. I actually stayed right down on Fifth, and you know, right by. Um, whatever square Times square and all that and we went by there we did a tour with uh, one of the label reps that's from there now did you cry no i did not actually oh, um but i did have something in mind here's something you know um also at john lennon's funeral uh, paul and ringo they didn't even go really no nah, they didn't go i didn't know that yeah, they didn't show up. They were saying it was like, what's the reasoning? Why? Because they were like, out looking for the motherfuckers that did this to them because they were in a gang, dog. They were a gang, man. Yeah. Gang, gang. No, <laughs> <laughs> they had nah, to they, um, they represent. He, he, was, he was standing on business, I feel like. Yeah, Paul. that's what apparently that's what it was. No, um, they had some formal, you know, because being that they, you know, that was they do. I mean, you know. Yeah, I would think he, that they he, would show up at the funeral. Yeah, they had a, a, they had a private one. And whatnot. Yeah, he. They say he went like way left when he got with Yoko Ono. And I gotta say, she is she. What? I wonder what did he see in her? Cause she just looked like an annoying little woman. I know that's really mean to say, but I gotta say, I. They seem to genuinely love each other. They did like an album together, the two of them. It was just a bunch of hollering. Her. The Beatles. The Beatles used to have a rule where the females were not allowed in the studio. Like. Women, like women are not allowed. I mean, we're here to work. I wonder if they had the sign on the door. They, I don't yeah, know this, if they <laughs> And then this ain't very, no very chauvinistic of them. But Yoko started showing up, and there was one time they were recording one of their albums, and Paul kept looking over and giving dirty looks. He never said anything to John about, hey, you need to get your lady out of here. But they all were respectful when they, they dated a lot of women. They were the Beatles. They, they had a rule where the woman, women could come by and say hello. But they couldn't hang out because we're in here to make hit records and we're working. But Yoko somehow broke that mold. She started hanging around while they were recording. I bet she knew Kung Fu. She I, messed everything up. Didn't. And that, that caused problems between Paul and John. Like, you know the rules, Paul. You know. Seemed like Paul was like the more straight guy. John was a little bit of the outlaw. 
I find that I mean they all look it's like somebody. such like schoolboys to me. Like they in a gang. I know, right? They but look that like that was they the perception that they <laughs> get. That they what if they were really tough? What if the Beatles were like motherfuckers? They used to just go around and like beat up kids for like lunch money. A lot of brown snuckles, lot. Maybe maybe <laughs> Paul when he was younger, he looked like he was a, a rich brat that would be a bully. But like the other ones look like they were just like dumb little happy kids. This song happy sounds to be crazy. And doing what they do. Like. Yeah, I feel like you need to be on LSD listening to this song. Yes, it's wild. I don't. What's the I, name of this song? This is the last song on the first side, and it's called "Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite." Yeah, it's definitely uh, real trippy stuff. You can tell the LSD is kicking in with them. I got a nice clip here from Paul McCartney. He claims the guitar is like a woman. You cradle her. You tell her how you feel. You tell her your secrets. And he explains how uh, the guitar, you know, you, you make love to the guitar and why he does. If you're having a bad day or if you have an argument with someone or you're just a bit pissed or something, you can pick up your guitar. You can kind of get away from the world, find a very quiet place and start strumming on your guitar. And immediately you start to feel a little bit better. And then if you're lucky, you've got the time, you can start making a song that makes the situation better. Yeah, he would say that he would tell his mm -hmm. guitar his secrets and uh, even said the shape of a guitar is, is like a woman. It was like therapeutic to him to uh, play the guitar. Yeah, I can see that until the damn string break and you bash it. <laughs> Can't play without a guitar string. Is that why well, those rockers always smash the guitars? Now yeah. I get it. <laughs> I'm, flipping the, I'm flipping the record. Well, you got to think, too. Everything is made of vibrations, and a guitar, especially an acoustic guitar, is making music by vibration. So, yeah, that could theoretically change your entire vibe. This yeah. episode of Dim Vinyl Boys is being brought to you by Prize Picks. Basketball season is in full swing. Oops. LeBron James, LeBron James just won the in-season tournament. And Lame. you could have put a little action on him by going to Prize Picks. Uh, Stephen Curry seems to be getting hot now in the I NBA. I've never heard of him. You can, uh, you can nope. go ahead and play daily fantasy on Prize Picks. And, you know, you think... Stephen Curry's going to score more than 28. You can say yeah. more or less. You can win 25 times your money. Plus, for listening to this show, we got the hookup. Go to prizepicks.com slash vinyl, and they'll match your 100 bucks. You throw in 100, they match your 100. Nice. Dope. And if you do go to prizepicks.com slash vinyl, use that code vinyl. Your first deposit matched up to 100 bucks at prizepicks.com slash vinyl. Good. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, this song is pretty wild. Uh, apparently, George Harrison wrote this song. He's the only Beatle to perform on it. How did wow. he die, Tomcat? Well, he died from lung cancer. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Big smoker. He apparently was a big smoker. Hold on here. But that. did they all attend his funeral? Interesting. And what year was it? Give me one second. I got to close that. That's crazy. He the only one performed this song. That's wild. So, yeah. Harrison died at a friend's Los Angeles home following a battle with cancer. Longtime friend Gavin DeBecker told the Associated Press here. What caused his cancer? 
Good question. Mm. Heavy smoking, it says here. Yeah. No shit. And he was a singer. That's odd because most singers Check this out. definitely stay away from smoking. The following year, Harrison survived an attack. So it goes, uh, survived an attack by an intruder who stabbed him several times. So he was somebody broke in and stabbed him, and he survived that only to die from lung cancer. Yeah, he lived in Fort Myers? Shut up. Fort Myers. Uh, another thing, the um, the guy who killed John Lennon, he was like a crazed fan. Yeah, like he was like loved him, and he the reason he killed him, he said, because he was like just he hated that John was like rich. He thought he should have been like a regular dude, but the way they flaunted his wealth, so to speak, and he was like, I'm, I don't like that shit. He killed his ass, but then like I said, they called him the local nut job. Yeah. Their longtime manager, Brian Epstein. No, the Epstein. Oh, Epstein fame. I heard a story about this guy. Brian Epstein is credited with being the entrepreneur who helped manage the Beatles, and he managed them like in their height. But he died like right as this album was coming out. And he was a gay guy. That I guess his move was he would, he liked, this was his, I guess, the way he was kinky. He would go find guys that were straight. And I don't know, maybe try to break him into, uh, you know, taking it in the ass. I'm not sure. <laughs> or the face. But he would bring gay or uh, straight guys back to the room. And then when he would try to hook up with them, they would beat him up. And he somewhat enjoyed it, I guess. Oh, shit. Like, like being beat up by straight Dude, guys. Super was, freak. How many times freak. you do wow. that, TK? So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Now beat my ass. And I. The other way. <laughs> He ended up dying uh, in 1967. They picked the wrong dude. At like 32 years old. And at the time, the Beatles had been going to see this guy about trans, trans what is it, transcendental meditation? Transanal? Who, no. Who's the famous guy that teaches the trans transcendental meditation? Mar- Marahishi? Marishi? What, you know who this guy is? Uh, Marishi? I think I know. I know. I think I know. Marishi or something like that. The Marishi is some kind of uh, Indian culture, Indian guy who would uh, teach this meditation. (laughs) Indian culture, Indian guy. (laughs) Arabic dude, Palestinian. Indian guy. Marishi. They were going to see this guy, I guess, the uh, the Beatles, all tripped out. And he was nice. teaching them about meditation. Okay. How to get wasted, man. And, you, and, and not, to really, not to really worry about anything. So when their buddy Brian Epstein died, they had this Marirachi moment where they were... Uh, mariachi. Mariachi moment. Where they didn't wrong, seem brown. to care too much. <laughs> Way wrong. They didn't seem to care too much that their friend Brian Epstein had died. Because the Marirashi had told them that, uh, you know, all is well, that Brian has gone on to a new life. Well, yeah. And when they talked about that in the media, I guess Brian's family was all pissed off at the Beatles because they were were acting as though it was no big deal. It didn't matter that he went on to a new life. It seems like these Beatles took a lot of a lot of criticism from people, even though they took on a lot of love. Would you? The door. I remember. You, I remember this song. When I'm 64. Yeah. Again. These are the kind of songs that are great songs, but it's like you know, for my generation, I'm more of the you know, even flow. You know, that's my generation. Terrible. Grunge and shit. You want to hear some rock and roll <laughs> on your march? You said that's Terrible. rock to me. I know. I know. <laughs> um, like I don't consider this rock at all. I don't know. I don't what know I what this I would consider like, this. I w- pop? I, well, they they weren't a really a rock maybe. band. Maybe 60s pop. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's it. Well, it also sounds like like a sitcom, like a Paddington Bear sitcom music. It does. Like a lot of this, I could place on like cartoons and things of that nature. But like old school cartoons in the 70s, I remember watching. No black when and white young, cartoons and yeah, shit. A lot of you know, yeah, yeah, definitely. Who could ask for more? Like the cartoon playing out the song. I guess this album, they were very experimental. They tried a lot of different things with this album to try to make an LP, as they say. We shall scrim and 
They do call them an English rock band, but I don't, I'm not hearing the rock. Send me a postcard. Drop me a line. Well, this is the predecessor to you know the type of rock that we understand, I guess. They did have a few songs that do kind of rock a little bit. You know, Twist and Shout has a nice little rock riff in it. Rock riff in it. Yeah, uh, Happy Birthday song does. Paul McCartney wrote the music for this song when he was about 15 years old. He used to play it when the Beatles were still known as the Quarrymen. That was their first name, I guess. Quarrymen. I mean, they sound like they got a tuba in this damn song. Is is that what I heard? Is it tuba? Wow. This is kind of 70s rocking. This song is called Lovely Rita, as you can hear. They started playing bigger venues, and so they would have so many people screaming. I guess they weren't a big fan of all the screaming because they felt like then you couldn't hear their music. Yeah, they, that was nuts. So they had, I, I heard John say one time that it would get so loud that they could just say anything into the microphone and no one would hear them because they were everyone was screaming at the shows. And the band actually kind of hated it. So they would change the words to the songs just to, just to see if anyone would say anything. So he said for twist and shout, they would say, I'm pissed with gout. And they would sing the whole song, I'm pissed with gout. Just to mess around. Just to mess around, and no one would notice because everyone would be screaming during this during the uh You're probably the singing the songs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that, that that's I, I I guess I could imagine or I'm not really I mean I guess I can try to imagine, but to think like, oh, I can't stand that all the fans in this stadium are singing my song with me. Right. Like, I mean, they uh, liked it. I mean, think, about, think about all the ass little... they used to get behind this. They, I don't man, know. They... Man. I mean, yeah. But well, because you know, back then, you could really be real mean to women. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't um, it, it, very it, mad men. It, it was kept behind closed doors. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Men were at liberty to do a lot of things back then that we can't. Get I'm gonna rail now. you, and you're gonna make me a fine dinner. Now and a sandwich, <laughs> and you're gonna shut up. In regards to the screaming at the concerts, though, I do remember taking my little sister to the NSYNC concerts. Oh no, Why she was would you a big fan, that? and I do remember wearing earplugs because this age of girl. So when the Beatles were at their height in the early '60s, mid '60s. They had their fans were young girls. When you go into a stadium with nothing but young girls, they all have a high frequency pitch to their scream. Yes, it's like and I oh remember God. going to these NSYNC concerts and Backstreet Boy concerts to take my little sister, and it just being like a screech to your ears. <laughs> so I could see where the Beatles would, uh, you know, get sick of. It is not a sound that is. The pleasing. young young girls screaming. I mean, oh, yeah. think about the, the the groups in our day was like New Edition, Backstreet, uh, uh, New Kids on the Block. Yeah, the girls used to scream for New Kids. I remember. And so, Michael Jackson, people would oh, pass yeah, out. Faint, Michael Jackson, you know, yeah. motherfuckers used to fall out. <sighs> Similar to the Beatles, it seems like the Beatles, Michael Jackson, that level. Where people are, it's just mania. It's insane. Insanity. This song. They be waiting at the airport for like three days. This song's called Good Morning, Good Morning. Uh, They wrote it after an ad for cornflakes. Interesting. Cornflakes are good with some bananas. You know, I have not had cornflakes in so long, and you now you have inspired me to have some with the bananas and strawberries, because I agree, that's the only way you have cornflakes. Lennon, did, Lennon didn't exactly like it. He said it's a throwaway, a piece of garbage. What, this song? I guess. They were some hating. hating. <laughs> Good morning. Here's this. Here's this guitar in your face, mom. Take it. You 
worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. People running around. It's by the clock. Everywhere in town. It's getting dark. Everyone you see is full of life. It's time for tea and meet the wife. Okay, this one's cool. I like this one. This is more said rock. It's time to cheat and leave the wife. <laughs> I don't think I heard that. I did. But I think I might have heard it. That's why Memphis likes it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold on, motherfucker. I ain't the only man motherfucker on this panel. And I did not say that. I said I liked the song before. That lyric even dropped. So, yeah, I ain't getting me in trouble at home. Oh, I don't like the, I don't like the rooster. Well, it's morning time, I guess. You got to have the rooster Yeah, crow. good morning. You got to get your cornflakes. It's amazing they recorded all this cat? shit with two tracks. It was a cat. Or four tracks I, on, dude, on tape. Kitty. I know we had, and I'm like, I'm hearing shit. I'm hearing like a duck or something right oh, now. Oh, yeah, they had the all voices. the animals. There's, a, the there's Rainbow. That? So that's the that reference. That's the reference. That's hilarious. So there's, uh, I'm going to let you guys watch Walk Hard, but you'll see there's a scene in that movie where he's making a song, uh-huh. and this right here is going to make sense. Okay. You're gonna be like, oh, this is what he's making fun of, right? Because I'm like, what is you talking about? We talk about something. You like, oh, that makes sense. I'm like, hold on, I'm glad you looped that up though. Yeah, yeah. You're a great storyteller. The Walk Hard movie, dude. You, I, this, this, this is I definitely thought, a rock beat I here. I thought this was like, like Cypress here, like how to I kill a man. I'm like, that ooh. That's a good go. sample. Yeah, this is good. I agree. I'd hear Public Enemy on this. Totally. Yeah, this is this one right here slaps nice. Oh, right? I like this one. What's the name yeah. of this one? Well, uh, Sergeant Pepper Lonely Hearts Club Band again. The, the, reprise. The, the, the this is the reprise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that backbeat is what does it, man. So which beetle do you guys know? It should be pretty obvious which beetle. But which beetle has the uh, the most money? I say John Lennon. I'm gonna say Paul McCartney. Definitely Paul. Yeah, I think Paul's a billionaire. Like well, 1.2 billion. He made music by Michael Jackson. Can we look it up? I'm going to look up how much Ringo Starr is worth. Well, here's Ra- something. Rainbow, Rainbow, you look up uh, John Lennon. You look up Paul McCartney, Memphis. All right. And you look up George Harrison, net worth, Tomcat. Right. I'm going to I'm gonna look up Ringo. I think it's Paul. Ringo Starr, net worth. All right, Ringo's net worth is $350 million. He's the drummer of the band. Three hundred million. Three hundred fifty million. Three hundred fifty million. He's cited as the wealthiest drummer in the world. Ringo Starr at three hundred fifty million. What about George Harrison? What's his net worth? Cool, four hundred mil. Wow, he's worth more than a beetle that's alive. Amazing. That's right, bitch made. George Harrison is worth four hundred million. Surprised by that, he's worth more. Represent. Uh, what about Paul, Sir Paul McCartney? Sir Paul McCartney's net worth is $1.2 billion. Yeah, he's, he's up there. Loaded. What about John Lennon's net worth? Did he spend too much on Yoko Ono? Um, fucking Broco Ono. <laughs> <laughs> when, when he was murdered in 1980, he was worth about $200 million. What about his estate today? Is there obviously a John Lennon estate somewhere? It would be worth about $600 million today. Maybe eight hundred million. All right, to rank the Beatles, Ramo guesstimate. Maybe. Sound about right. No, no, no. no yeah. I mean, you you can round. You, I take it you that, rounded. Did you that, round up that's or did you round down? Via celebrity net worth. So I'll Hold give on. you that. That did that was you, my source. Did you round up I'll or did you round it. down? I didn't round. They rounded. I oh. just read what the hell they wrote. Oh, okay. I sourced it. 
That's what that is. That's impressive uh, by Paul, though, because Paul is double the net worth of John Lennon at $620 million, And then you have George Harrison, you said, at four hundred, And then Ringo, the drummer, you know, he always gets the least amount of puss. And in this case, he's got the least amount of money. Because well, he's ugly. That's why he, and how much he probably he had worth? the least overhead, too. He's worth... Uh, He's worth four, uh, 350. Oh, he's the poor, he's the poor beetle. He's the poorest beetle. At 350 <laughs> million dollars. What was he? Oh, <laughs> that plane a, is taking off. No fair. You guys got more money than I am. That's a lot of LSD, bro. Imagine being on your LSD. You're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. I'm on weed right now, and it sounds great. I'll give you that. I could definitely see where the drugs are really what made the. Uh, this album great yeah that was wild it just like did this wild build and then it was like (gasps) fucking right into this well and what i find extremely interesting if if you guys were paying attention to have been paying attention we weren't there's a lot of padding and different effects that they put on their microphone on different songs like there was one song that we were listening to i can't remember it was the one where uh what's his name saying by himself nobody else i'm glad you're paying attention to his name george they, harrison george harrison right i just it brain fart a lot of <laughs> back to the weed <laughs> he had a very small chorus on his microphone that's what they call it that huh? gave him a a reverb kind of a but it was a, it was a, a perceived listen to depth this. listen to this it, it was it was cool as shit yeah Similar. They're doing it right there. Yeah. Listen to them horns. They're melting the vocal back into the horns and coming back out. Yeah. One other thing about this album that was unique compared to the past, which makes, I think, this album a big deal in the way they were pioneers, is that the time they spent on it, up until this album, all their previous albums, six or seven they did previously to this one, they would get them done in like a week and a half or two weeks. And just be banging out. That was kind of the philosophy was Pretty you come impressive. in and bang one of these things out in a couple weeks. This one, they took months to create and it built a lot of hype or surrounding it. Like, what are they doing? And then when you come out with this LP with all the lyrics to the songs and it's psychedelic, it speaks to the youth at the time that's getting all tripped out on these LSD drugs in the 60s. It's more of an artwork. It's more of an art piece than just yes. the... Yeah. Whatever just this album. is, I like it. And I just want it to go on for like a while. And it's over. I'm still it's tripping, Crescendo though. at the end. Nice. Nice resolve. If yes. that's how the album ends, that's is perfect. That it right there? Yeah. That's wow. perfect. Amazing. The album was cool. I like that song and the one before that. But if you're gonna end an album, that's how you do it. You know, when you're, if you're looking at it like we we have a ton of music now, and when we were growing up, there was a ton of music. But when this was coming out, it was wasn't like that. There was certain music. Right. Right. This this would have been something I would have been more into if I didn't have as many options as we had. You know, I I do like it. it. there are some that I still can get into. What about like uh, Can't Buy Me Love? You know that song? Can't yeah. Buy Me Love. Yeah, that's cool. What about Hey Jude? You know something? So that's a big one. Here's a, here's something. Imagine. You know imagine they weren't the only ones the who I like that one a lot. Yeah, some mean, people hate that song, but I really like yeah, that one. The thing about like hey this, the Beatles weren't the only ones who owned their albums. Michael Jackson owned them shits too for a while. He does not. Him and Paul Paul McCartney had a falling out because uh, um, Paul McCartney had said some slick to Michael Jackson and people don't know Michael Jackson is really that dude and can do some spiteful shit. So he said, okay. He found that the Beatles catalog was up for sale and he bought the entire catalog. And and McCartney had to buy it back. That's funny. (laughs) Michael Jackson, a cold motherfucker, man. He a Virgo too. I love that. Any from your hometown, Ramo? I know. Where? Gary Indiana. Take a shot. Take a shot. Do it. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Dem Vinyl Boys, brought to you by Prize Picks. Um, Hard to believe that we've went through 70 episodes of this show and we did the Beatles. I thought the album was slight bit of letdown from all the hype. 
But I do respect the Beatles. I know you guys. Oh, now who's the hater? Yes. I didn't really have enough. <laughs> unfortunately, like, I didn't have enough LSD for the show. I don't think we didn't have any. Well, we, we our edibles, I don't think, kicked in quite yet. But their body of work, I do respect that the Beatles have, they're a brand. Yeah. And they were a big part of the culture, and they were great songwriters, and they'll live on forever. And especially with that generation of baby boomers, they uh, they love the Beatles and they love the Stones. They love the Beatles. Yes. I like the Stones better than the Beatles, if I'm being honest. Though. Me too. Me too. I really do. If I had to take a choice between the two, it's definitely the Stones. They were it's more rock. But rocking. remember when we did the Stones, they were they said they were like the opposite of the Beatles. They wanted to be like the not cleaned up dudes. We wanted to be like the, the, dirty the blokes that, that yeah. run around the London train, right. the tubes, and do dumb shit. I like it. All right. Well, everybody, happy new year to you as we get into a new year on Dim Vinyl Boys. Make sure to like and subscribe. If you have any suggestions for us, you can always comment on our Apple podcast or on our Spotify and tell us an album you'd like to hear us do. I think next week, if you guys are cool with it, I have a System of a Down album. Oh, if it's the one oh, I think you're talking that, about, yeah. hell yeah. Some chop suey. Ooh, li- crazy, oh, you baby. Goddamn, listen, y'all gonna have me act a goddamn fool in here. <laughs> I'm, you have you no idea. Oh, I can't wait. System of a Down will be our next episode. Happy New Year, everybody, and thanks for listening to them Vinyl Boys. Keep your needle in the groove and keep it groovy. We gone, Peace ladies out, and gentlemen. Later. Peace out. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.